global uh, home tour in Pokemon Go. Had a pretty good time, I think, personally. Um, happy Pokemon Day, too, by the way. But we're going to get right back into all the fun. And today we are starting the day off with why Panda Express seems to stay so big. Let's talk. Whew. Always happens. Okay, so um, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite um, places to eat, though not as much only because of personal dietary restrictions that have come to pass more recently. We're going to talk about why Panda Express rose so quickly and how they continue to stay at the top of their game. Now, previous to them, most fast food were things like burgers, fries, hot dogs, from places like McDonald's, Carl's Jr., Wendy's, all that. And while those guys still stay in the business and are also making billions of dollars in the, in the area, there is a difference between what people are looking at as far as putting in their body. Now, more recently, I've been looking to eat more healthier due to my stomach uh, issues that I have. And that causes me to not only grocery shop differently, but also find food at restaurants that I can eat that is not as bad for you and also better for me personally. So, with over 2,200 locations and generating more than $3 billion in revenue, Panda Express is the largest Asian restaurant chain in the U.S. By the way, we're pulling from startupsapiens.medium.com. Check out that link there. This is a really cool article here. So back in 1973, a man named Andrew Chern and his father founded full-service restaurants called Panda Inn in Pasadena, California. Hey, my state. Pretty cool. Um, they were banking on the large Asian-American population in the area to form their customer base. At first, there was nothing special about the business. As with many, uh, there's, many there's multiple versions of the same place, so it's not that big of a deal at the beginning of service. Excuse me, at the beginning of service. Um, they were like any other full-service restaurant, competing against other players in the Chinese food category. After a decade, Andrew noticed the boom in the fast food space. Customers were attracted to the convenience of quick-serve restaurants, but the space for the Oriental category is basically non-existent. Finding an attractive niche, Andrew opened the first Pan Express in 1983 in Glendale. There you go. Since Panda Express was unique in that it combined Asian cuisine with the fast food concept, it gained a lot of traction. The first, <laughs> excuse me, the first few stores, located in places like shopping malls, airports, and universities, eventually grew outside of California into places like uh, Nevada and Arizona, and over to the East Coast eventually. In 1987, the change chef, Andy Cow, introduced the famous orange chicken, which I believe is still their original go-to dish. Um, excuse me. The first version was actually served with bone-in chicken, but nowadays you'll find it with boneless. Probably easier to eat, especially for a fast food diner. Uh, the combination of good food quality, financial discipline, and the boom in the Asian restaurant category brought Panda Express to basically new heights. By the early 1990s then, the chain had opened around 50 stores across the U.S. They remained cautious by expanding at a reasonable pace, as most people should do when growing, and those who don't, they usually learn their lesson. 
And the majority of the new stores were open with internally generated funds. Also a great idea because you're only using the money that you have and you're not going out where to have to get a loan or ask the bank for help. By the mid-90s, so literally in the same decade, they had over 100 stores generating over $100 million. So literally within the first growth of uh, stores, they were already in the millions. Pretty good for an a, uh, idea that really was zero in the United States. On the East Coast, it was met with Manchu Walk, a competitor that established itself before Ben Express expanded the region. Although Manchu Walk had more stores at first, it quickly fell behind Panda, who adapted its restaurant size to maximize its geographical footprint. The strategy ranged stores from 400 over 2,000 square feet, and that gave Panda Express the entry point in all locations it wanted to play. So, most of the time you don't have the money to expand, but being that they're already in the millions, they were able to pick and choose. So if they wanted a small side place in an airport, they could do that. If they wanted a larger mall or strip mall location, they had that too. And because of the vast space, well, you can guess how quickly it went. Now, Panda Express did fear one thing, Japanese restaurants. The biggest popular food dish here, at least on our side in the West Coast, is sushi. Sushi restaurants to this day still make quite amount of money because it is a it's an experience that most people in America don't have. You add into that things like Korean barbecue and you have Korean food as well. Panda Express had to compete with those as well as other mom and pop actual Chinese restaurants. So in 1992, Panda Express decided to start their own Japanese restaurant called Hibachi-san. The Japanese chain was not meant to be innovated or even grow at all. You will be surprised by its purpose. It was to make sure that customers would always choose Panda Express over a Japanese restaurant. Just think about it. Building your own competition is the best way to win that competition. So, kind of clever. Not the first, or I'm sorry, not the last people to do that. They may not have been the first people to do that either. But while there's not a lot, and I don't even think I've seen one in my neck of the woods, <laughs> excuse me, um, they made their own Japanese restaurant. Now, again, Japanese food is not just sushi. They have a lot of teriyaki products. They have a lot of tempura products. Japanese food spans a large range of food. We just know mostly a sushi here because that's what kind of took off here. Now, during all this time, Andrew himself was at the helm. And the author wrote, to be honest, he's impressed by one individual's business strategies. However, by 1994, he needed some help and hired Joseph Micatrado as COO to help expand. Micatrado had extensive experience in the sector, having previously worked at a place called Chichi's Mexican, which was another Mexican chain restaurant, or a Mexican chain restaurant, excuse me. However, his stay at Panda was short. Um... Because he actually ended up, Andrew brought his wife, Peggy, in to take the role. Now, this is two on, on two different levels. First off, you keep it in the family and you keep it with somebody who already knows. Secondarily, that person already knows the ins and outs of the company. So there's less to worry about, to be honest. She actually worked at 3M and grew them in the aerospace division. So she knew her stuff when it came to business. 
She personally undertook a project to computerize the operational and financial systems of the chain. She developed software for point of sale and customer behavior um, to help chain efficiency and much, much more. She's basically what got the data going and kept it going. Um, now, they did have to modify the menu to suit the American palate. Not everybody, and this goes for all um, exotic non-American foods, not everybody was prone to eat it. Um, they did eventually uh, eliminate all MSG, which is one of the few things that they do that others don't. But more importantly, they added foods or they mixed their recipes with ways that people would eat it. So a lot of chickens, a lot of beefs, even shrimp, because shrimp we know in the South is a big part of Southern cooking. So it goes on and on to talk about how you know, by 2007, they opened their 1,000th location and they passed the $1 billion mark in revenue. They've crossed the border for the first time in 2011, opening restaurants in Mexico. Since then, they've gone to Canada, South Korea, Japan, and Dubai. Now, you'll notice a trend in some of those. South Korea, Japan, and Dubai are big, big countries that usually end up with most of our American companies over there. Canada and Mexico makes sense. You're not going very far off the USA. You're just going up for one, down for the other, and boom. To think about how it, you know, where it started in Pasadena. And in 2014, they launched the Innovation Kitchen with the purpose to explore new ways of serving customers. So, you know, the online ordering system, the mobile app, and many more different things. So the question of have you tried Panda Express is probably moot. A better question is, when was the last time you've been to Panda Express? Now there's one actually right by me here. And recently I actually tried their more their newest product or one of the newer products, the plant-based orange chicken. I gotta tell you, for somebody with a sensitive stomach that still wants a good Chinese dish, it actually wasn't half bad. To me, it tasted just like chicken. It didn't have as much grease on it. And I still got to add the rice or the chow mein as my base. So honestly, Panda Express, keep doing what you're doing. And that answers the question. How did they stay so popular? Because they were smart and they continue to be smart. And to this day, both Andrew and Peggy, along with everybody who works at the different uh, locations around the world, make it their job to make the experience and the food the best they can for the customer. All right, you guys, thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate you watching, and we love the stuff. What restaurant do you want us to talk about next? Until later on, guys, we're going to talk about questions that science can't answer still to this day. So thanks for watching.